want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. Uh, my name is Adam Torres, and you can follow me on Instagram at, at AskAdamTorres to check out what's going on with the book releases, the book tours, book release parties coming up in L.A., all of that good stuff. Um, really excited to have uh, Romeo Elias on the line. He is the president and CEO of Intellect. Uh, Romeo, welcome to the show. Thank you, uh, Adam. Uh, nice to be on here. So I'm I'm really excited to get into your niche and how you help your clients. So um, you help companies with digital transformation. A lot of entrepreneurs, executives listening to the show that um, definitely could possibly use some help with that, number one, but they want to hear some tips about it. Um, before we get into all that, though, you know, I, the entrepreneurs listening, maybe the younger entrepreneurs or the mid-career entrepreneurs, I want to know, um, how did you get started as an entrepreneur? Sure. Uh, gosh, take me way back here. Um, you know, I grew up in a family where my father was an entrepreneur pretty much. Uh, I just, all my life, I've seen him start businesses and businesses succeed in some shut down others and and you know and for the most part it was just normal to to have and and start a company um and actually um you know when i graduated from college i actually moved to the u.s went to got my degree and um and my dad had a company out in in africa that in nigeria that i could have gone back and take over and run but I don't want to go back. I want to stay here. I want to start something here. And I realized that either if I'm going to stay here, I might as well I should start something. Otherwise, I'll I have an opportunity to go back and, and take a follow in his footsteps. Um, so I decided to stay. And I uh, this was back in the late 90s and uh, early 2000s. And it was in the middle of the whole uh, internet uh, boom. And, and had, having graduated in an engineering degree, I want to really do something for engineers and when we started a company and it was a software company to help um, uh, mechanical engineers do their work, do their designs, uh, connect them with manufacturers, walk them through the whole process. It was one of the early uh, internet startups back then. Um, and we started when the market crashed. <laughs> so that was the wow. first one uh, We started the market crash, we had raised a little bit of money and then pretty much we had to bootstrap and and pivot and 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 just go through lots of hardship as we kind of build that build the business and really listen to our early customers and and the business changed a lot over the years evolved a lot based on uh kind of just feedback from everybody but that's how it all started it was, it was really having wow. this 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 background and, and really want to, to to start something over here myself as well Wow, that whole, I mean, that crash, obviously, everybody that was in business during that time, and especially tech-related, just felt it, or any business, really. Um, I, I I always say that I, you know, I, I kind of sidestepped that crash by going to college. <laughs> That's the only way I got around yep. it. I was um, I was working at a brokerage firm um, prior to that. Um, this would be, what, 98, and um, started college in 2000. And I was like, so I was going through my, you know, my third year, like, oh, my gosh, that's how I got away from it. And you just, it was just a whole other world at that point. Um, so, I mean, you obviously had the, um, you're, you're okay, it sounds like, with the new beginnings. I mean, you're definitely somebody that has taken a certain amount of calculated risk um, in some of your decisions. Um, I, I, I'm just curious, um, do you find that um, that calculated risk is definitely part of the entrepreneur's path? 
Yes, and uh, I mean, I mean to be to be honest about when I look back, I mean, I was working, I had a job, and uh, I'd been there for a couple of years as a mechanical engineer. I just couldn't, uh, uh, you know, rationalize it that I'm doing this job working here as an employee when I could be running a company, and I just could not. I didn't feel right. I had to do it, and, and frankly, I had no savings. I had, I was, you know, had deep debt in credit cards, but. I just had this desire, this urge, I got to do it. And uh, I knew I could consult in the meantime on the side and try and make some you know, money that way to keep me going. But I, I did think it pretty, if you look back right now, it's a pretty high risk kind of decision that I made. But I think the biggest thing that drove me was I had this belief in myself that I felt that, look, you know, the worst case scenario, I'll go work at McDonald's. I mean, that's if I had to do that, I, I can get a job again. It wasn't the end of the, the world. And, you know, and I, I had just gotten married. I had, you know, about to get married. Actually, I just started my life. And, you know, it was it was a big risk. But I think I had this belief that if we, once I jump from the plane, that's how I look at this. I'm going to jump from the plane. The hardest decision is jumping. Once you make it, though, you got to pull that parachute and land somewhere. You're not going to just fall flat. That, that's how I always looked at it. So I had this belief, and I jumped, and I started consulting, and started writing, starting the business on the side, and, and began just bootstrapping and getting people, recruiting people, and getting raising money and all that, and then just kind of slowly things picked up from there. Um, but it, you know, and, and I think, you know, as I move from there, I mean, risk is something you have to be comfortable with. Every decision you make as an entrepreneur is a calculated risk, and and I think uh, if you're way too conservative, it's going to be difficult to, to, especially as an entrepreneur, you have to be able to, to believe in yourself and, and believe in your gut sometimes. Um, and I always tell people that you just, you, know, you never have all the information uh, at your fingertips, especially when you're starting out. I mean, you have to be resourceful. You got to do the best you can with the information you have and then, and believe that, hey, you made the best decision based on that information. You could be wrong, but hey, that's the best you could do at this point and just keep moving forward. Otherwise, you'll be stuck forever not making a decision and not, and not moving forward. And that's a, a big risk for a lot of entrepreneurs starting out. Absolutely. Um, what What are your thoughts on failure? You know, I, that's a good question, too. If I look back, I, I must have failed a lot during these because, I mean, depends on how you, what you define as failure. For me, it's ultimately is giving up. If I give up on something, and even then I would probably would look at it, I would be deciding why I'm giving up and I'll be doing it from a different angle. I never really see it as, as failure because I mean, if I look at the deals, there's so many deals that we didn't win, so many investors who never invested, so many people that didn't believe in us. And every single conversation you can say is a failure. I just never see it like that. I just look at it as, you know, it's just a, it's just a matter of you, you're going to get people saying yes, people saying no, some things are going to work out, some things are not going to work out, and you just, in the end, you keep pushing forward and you have to keep that grit going. So I never really I never really think of failure as failure, I guess, in a traditional sense. And if I was to define, I'd say, if I completely give up on something, and not because I choose to give up, but because I somehow, you know, gave up, <laughs> then maybe that's failure, but I can't, I can't really relate to that concept very well. Mm -hmm. um, I love it. And, and you have, and you have what I have. It's called selective amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what? <laughs> like, no, I, I have the same thing. And you know what they say is that, you know, and I don't, I don't subscribe to this per se, but I remember growing up hearing it and, you know, there's some correlation for some actual like exams, depending on what industry you're at. Like, if you get a perfect score on your Series 7, you're probably not going to be a good financial advisor, right? Because remember, every person yep. that tells you no. <laughs> you're just yeah, too yeah, smart. Yeah. You're too smart. <laughs> so, like, you have to have a little bit of that selective amnesia to where failure, what? I don't think anybody's ever told me no. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, and, and the other thing too is I think back so many times we got so close to something working out or getting this deal or winning something and we think, oh yeah, it's happening, it's happening. And then last minute something happens and it goes completely the opposite direction. And so you go through these roller coasters so much uh, as an entrepreneur that, you know, I don't know how the best way to describe it. I, I, mm-hmm. have, so, I have so much uh, a resistance to the emotional roller coaster now. I watch myself very, very carefully. I don't just Good. believe it's going to happen until I know the money's in the bank. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just together. Yeah, really, <laughs> it's just I love too it. emotional. All the ups and downs. <laughs> I love it. And it's true. And for anybody out there listening, that's never happened to you, right? Yeah, it has. <laughs> All good. Um, let's, let's transition a little bit. I want to talk about your current company. Let's talk about intellect. Sure. I mean, so so Intellect really is, is it was a company. It's funny when we started. We, it was the, the actual corporate name is Interneer, and at the time it was Internet Engineer. So Interneer that made sense to us, and and we were engineers and so on. But then you know we started the company. I guess I mentioned we it was all around workflow automation. But back then you know um, it, we didn't really understand what we were doing. We just knew that there was a need. We had this uh, problem automating processes for for uh, engineers. And then we started to hear from our clients that, hey, I could use the same thing in in different departments and in, in sales and manufacturing and in project management. And so we realized it's really more broader and this is solving a business process and problem as compared to an engineering process. And so it, was, it wasn't like, say, maybe about eight, nine years later, we realized there's this whole concept of workflow automation and business process management that we really fit under. And we started building on that. Uh, and then as we evolved, it was a very you know, general platform that could solve any business problem. And, and one thing I people always told me as an entrepreneur, a lot of my mentors would say, you got to focus, you got to focus. And we always tried to find industries to focus. And it was very difficult early on uh, to see patterns. And I'd say a few years back, we, we realized that uh, there, a lot of our clients, we started to see a more of a trend they were using our platform to, to meet compliance needs, specifically regulatory compliance around you know, FDA or ISO or quality standards. And so we took the platform and then focused it on the whole uh, you know, FDA and ISO quality manufacturers um, meeting their needs in compliance and creating these out-of-the-box solutions that they can use in them to quickly become uh, certified and meet the compliance of these different entities uh, and and because it's a it's a regulatory compliance issue it's a quality issue there's a lot of need there's a lot of pain there's a lot of uh, money behind it there's a lot of fear it really lined up very well and and that was a strategic decision we made a few years back in the company i was completely focused on that market and having our underlying workflow technology gives us a very good differentiator in that space so that we not only can provide them out-of-box solutions uh, to meet their needs, but also they can tailor them through their platform to their needs themselves through drag and drop very easily modify those workflows to meet their internal business process needs. And that was a, a nice uh, big differentiator in that space. And, and Intellect, by the way, was the name of the product and all our customers started you know, referring to themselves as intellectuals ah. and it was a natural progression to rebrand ourselves to, to Intellect uh, as a company name as well. That's great. First story I've heard of, of the, the the clients kind of naming the company. That's awesome. Um, an organic name, if you will. Um, so, who, what kind of clients do you service? Like, what who do you serve? 
So we focus primarily on, on manufacturers, mid-size manufacturers, also a lot of SMBs, and, and essentially uh, they're either regulated by the International Standard Organization, ISO, or they're regulated by the FDA because they provide medical devices, or they, or they are in pharma or nutraceuticals. And one of the nice niches we found is nutraceuticals is a very big growing uh, market that uh, is not very well served. And our solution fits them very, very well. So we're really going after that. But we also know that medical devices and there's others that we can also slice in. But in general, it's manufacturers that are regulated that need to um, solve and, and maintain high quality standards. And and I mean, ultimately, your your goal in doing this also is, I mean, your your other value add, other than they have to meet their compliance, is just is saving them time through the efficiency. Uh, absolutely. So what is that? Absolutely. Look so, like? so, so, so the benefits for them is one is just to meet the regulations. Obviously, that's obvious. The other thing is they can meet the regulations with paper and they can meet it with spreadsheets. But that's obviously as you grow as a company and you mature, you can't keep doing that. You're not going to scale. You're going to be so inefficient. And so a lot of companies decide they need to digitize and and become completely automated, which is really what our platform does. It provides them a smart quality automation, allows them to become digital, save money, save time, reduce scraps, reduce returns, increase their quality, you know, quality results. I mean, standardize across the whole organization. I mean, a lot of benefits come from having this platform in place, and they start with quality processes, but then because it's an extensible platform, they're able to then take it to automate other processes in the, in the business. Maybe it's an engineering production process, or maybe it's a, it's a work management process or a warranty returns process. So they have the platform that enables them to automate all of those processes eventually. No, that's great. Um, and, and what's your website? How does somebody, if they're listening to this and they're like, hey, I need to, I need to uh, speak to Romeo, what, what's your website? How does somebody get a hold of you? Sure, it's uh, www.intellect.com, like intellectuals, very easy to remember, very easy to get to. And uh, they also, I'm on Twitter under Tweet Romeo. I actually publish daily business tips, startup tips for entrepreneurs. So I happy to give people, you know, if somebody has any questions, um, I try to mentor a lot of companies and startups, especially in the in, in the software world, enterprise SaaS world. Uh, you know, it's, they can find me on Tweet Romeo, also on LinkedIn and uh, on the website. Can you say that a little slower? What was your Twitter handle again, please? Uh, tweet Romeo. My okay, got name. it. So tweet, tweet Romeo. Romeo. Yeah. No, that, that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, well, hey, Romeo, I really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your schedule to come on the show today and uh, give us some background and some um, tips for these entrepreneurs and executives out there. Uh, so thank you. And to the listeners, thank you as always for listening. And um, don't forget, you can catch my um, the book release schedule, everything that I have going on publishing-wise over on Instagram at, at AskAdamTorres. And if you'd like to apply to be a featured author in one of my upcoming books, um, head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on the Become an Author tab. All right, everyone, have a wonderful day, and thank you again, Romeo.